Yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers, are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off the Map podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll dive into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take you from A to B and have some fun along the way. My name is Jessica Cross, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Let's dive in. It's Jess. Welcome back to Marketing Off the Mat. Today I have a episode all about some scar release and the idea of being visible in the seat of the teacher. So, you know, samskara is probably a term that you're familiar with if you're if you've taken a teacher training, if you've not yet, uh, it can be broken down like this. So SOM is either complete or joined together and KARA is action, a cause, or doing. So samskara, according to various schools of thought and Indian philosophy, is basically this. It means every action, intent, or preparation by an individual leaves an impression or an impact in the deeper structure of a person's mind. So these samskaras are basically patterns or grooves that have been built into our memories and they have an effect on our suffering, our happiness, our contentment. Um, so you can look at it like this. If you have a samskara around being visible, let's say maybe from your school days where the teacher asked you to read aloud to the class and you messed up a couple of words and that pattern was built in your brain as a very young child and it starts to come up. It starts to come up again after our teacher training, after this idea of stepping up at the front of the room or up online to teach a class, that that's groove or that samskara is, is still there. It's kind of this subliminal impression and it, it guides <laughs> in some ways, it guides the way we react, it guides our, uh, our actions, it guides the way we interact with fear or the way we have our conversations, the way we even hold our bodies can all be driven by these samskaras. So if you have this fear around being visible, be it in person or online, when you're taking the seat of the teacher, you're going to start feeling some of those, those feelings. You're going to feel a change in your respiration. You might feel, um, you know, your palms sweat, or <laughs> if you're using these, uh, these crystal deodorants, your armpits might be sweating. That's me <laughs> almost every single time I teach. So, um, this is, this is something that is not necessarily going to clear away. You'll do some of this practice and you'll say, you know what? I don't have that anymore. But over time, you will notice a shift. And it, there is, it, it is just about any yoga practice that it takes time. It's not a switch that is flipped or a single practice that is done that makes all the difference, but it's the cumulative effect on our mindset, uh, on how we approach others, on how we approach ourselves that makes all the difference. So let's talk about some scar release as releasing this fear around being visible at the front of the room or online. So there are some things that we can do when, we're, when we look through the lens of our yoga practice that we can apply to this, this fear about being visible. So if you're a new teacher or you're a seasoned teacher, this might be ringing true. So the first thing we can do is we can set it as a, 
as an intention or some culpa as it sometimes is loosely translated. And in this setting, we can set the intention to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I was recently talking to a dear friend who just graduated from her YTT and she is so fortunate to land a great teaching gig and she's talking about how nervous she is. And one of the first things I said to her, I was like, well, girl, get used to it. Cause I'm still nervous almost every single time I, I teach and I've taught thousands of classes. So we set the intention to embrace the discomfort rather than push it away. So that is the first step. It's our son called them. So our second step is tapas, which I'm sure you're familiar with now. It's this intensity, this dedication. And tapas is a type of steady self-control. We must be dedicated to the practice of teaching. So if you just graduated a teacher training or maybe you're wanting to get back into it, it's a muscle that we have to flex. We've got to be consistent. We've got to step into the seat of the teacher as many times as possible in order to start this process of unwinding the sun because it's something it's just like riding a bike <laughs> the more we do it the easier it gets right so the next step is the shani so the slowing the slowing down because samskaras are usually subconscious and instinctual they often happen as a reaction before we even notice so you mentioned i, I mentioned this this sweat <laughs> this uh, you know, the, the clamminess of my palms or, you know, starting to sweat as I'm opening up class and turning on the music. When I slow down and I notice these responses, I remember, ah, this is my old friend, fear. And it is, it is fear around being visible. So it, when we slow down, it helps us learn how to respond instead of react. Um, you know, if I were to react to the fear, you know, maybe I'd run out the room <laughs> or maybe I'd say something really silly and unnecessary, which is okay, by the way. Um, but eventually we become more intuitive and attentive to our own thoughts and actions when we start to slow down around the samskara of being visible. So the next step is vidya. And it's, vidya means a deep awareness or seeing very clearly. So imagine seeing yourself at the front of the room and feeling all of these anxieties or fears uh, about teaching, about sharing your voice. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really wonderful practice to use as the, the ability to witness yourself in these moments and seeing yourself very clearly. Um, you know, vidya helps us recognize our thoughts, our behaviors, and our movements all as a part of this samskara. It upgrades our ability to question ourselves with a bit of intelligence. You know, you know, what is it that is making me so nervous? Oh, I'm afraid of messing up. I'm afraid of looking, looking in and seeing that I'm not as confident as maybe I expected I would be. And there's a quote from the yoga journal that says, and you know, we can take yoga journal for what it is, but I think it works really well here is asking this question is why is this happening? Why is this happening? And then watch that evolve to why is this pattern? What does this pattern have to tell me rather than why is this happening to me? We start looking at as like, what, what information can I take from this moment? So that's our vidya. So what information can you take from this fear around being visible? Is there 
something very specific that you're you're afraid you're not going to remember how to use the Zoom account? Or is it maybe a little bit more vague and nebulous and maybe you can't quite pinpoint it? And maybe you could spend a little bit more time figuring it out. What actually is it that you're afraid of? Okay. So our, our next step is a bio, which is fearlessness. And if you are teaching yoga, if you are stepping up in the front of a room, stepping up online, delivering a digital course, putting yourself out there, Abaya is your friend. This is something that you need to get very comfortable with. This is idea of fearlessness. And it's this, this Abaya that we use in lots of ways in our life, but it's not, again, this is not a, a switch that you're going to flip and it stays on forever. It might be 20 seconds of fear. <laughs> it might be those few seconds that you step in and say, I will be fearless in the next 20 minutes because I'm going to step into the seat of the teacher and here I go. So there's usually a moment when we're ready to change and it finds ourselves like we're kind of held captive by this fear and this idea of fearlessness helps us step into the unknown. We can tolerate this crazy uh, fear and we can tolerate this idea of, you know, maybe you're going to mess up or perhaps you'll embarrass yourself by saying the wrong pose or forgetting what side you're on left and right, which I do all the time, by the way. But we start to, as we use the practice of fearlessness or abaya, we start to let them pass. We start to say thank you and goodbye, you know, thank you and next. Because, you know, rather than getting wrapped up in, in this idea of the criticism or the actual potential, like potential feedback that's critical that you could receive from a class, just say, you know, thank you over and over. And it becomes a little bit easier each time you do it. Okay. So Dashana is vision. That's our next step. So imagine yourself and meditate on this idea of this samskara, this, this fear that you have, this, this part of our practice is, it can be kind of scary and it can unveil and un, unwind quite a bit that might be deep-seated that we've not wanted to visit or we've not been able to see, we've not been able to see clearly. So taking some time to, to meditate on this aspect of your light without any interference, without any judgment, can provide a lot of information, can provide a lot of idea, can provide a lot of information around this pattern that we have, we've built in our brain that has become a part of us. So looking at it as if it's a good friend, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? What are all of these qualities that you can start to pull apart and start to gather information from. That's this vision. That's this dasharna that we can spend some more time pulling apart the samskara of being visible, of being afraid to step up at the front or raise your hand and say, yes, I'm putting out a digital course. Visualize and meditate on this idea of dasharna. Our next step is abhyasa. So this is our practice. So dedication, pure and simple to teaching. One of the first things I always say to new teachers is 
start teaching right away. And it doesn't have to be in a studio environment. Teach to anyone, teach in the park, teach to your friends at work, teach to anybody and everybody as soon as possible to start pushing past this fear. So it's the practice and, you know, we'll backslide, of course, but resetting this intention that we will practice, we will practice teaching, we will practice being visible, we will go live on Instagram, <laughs> we will start building this muscle because this determination to practice starts creating new samskaras around like, hey, that wasn't so bad. This is definitely possible, or maybe you even enjoy it a bit. So this is our practice. And then finally, and probably some of our most favorite and most well-known is our sadhana. So our, our daily spiritual practice. You know, once we start to lean into our sadhana, you know, we have all of the parts of our daily practice that can support our teaching. And if you've listened to the podcast, you've told, or I've told you something that I'm very passionate about and something that I'm always working on is not practicing just to teach. So you've got to have your own personal practice. You have to have your own meditation, your movement practice. And that doesn't have to look like a perfectly sequenced yoga practice at the studio. It can be a walk in nature. It can be a seat on your patio um, with 10 intentional breaths, just spending some time either in, alone or in your community and having some support from your own nervous system and from your own community as you work through the samskara, as you work through your own goals and taking information in about your practice and about your teaching practice. So to wrap up, you know, once we start to begin to understand all the ways of which our samskara around teaching, around being visible, being at the front of the room or online can affect us and switching the lens to start to view it from a place of curiosity and compassion and information gathering, only then can we start to use this energy, this fear energy to our true potential. You're going to see a change in your teaching. You're going to see a change in the way that you approach taking the seat of the teacher. I promise. So I hope this was helpful for you. I would love to hear how it's going. If you're a new teacher or maybe you're a teacher who is seasoned, but you're stepping back into practice teaching as you know the world has started to open up and, and whatever that means. I would love to hear more about how it's going. Um, you can DM me on Instagram. It's at jessicacross.co. I'd love to talk more about this. Anyway, I hope that this was helpful. Here's to be invisible. Here's to using our practice to help, uh, help us serve others move past these samskaras, these patterns that have been deep-seated that we've not been able to see or not willing to see so we can serve others. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Map podcast. I love hanging with you as we figure this thing out together. Do you have an idea or something to share with me? Send me a DM on Instagram at, at jessicacross.co and let me know what's on your mind. I'd be so grateful if you shared this with someone who could use this episode and if you get a chance, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch you on the next episode. See ya.